0: Tired, but I'm all good.
1: How's everything? Everything's beautiful. No complaints.
0: Oh, that's good to hear.
1: Hey, well, let's kick this bad boy off. Let me ask you a question. All right. Have you ever tried a non-alcoholic beer? Like Old Duels? Old Duels, Beck's, Heineken, any of the above?
0: Yeah, yeah, I tried the, the Old Duels one time. Not for me though.
1: Okay. Uh, yesterday, I actually had a non-alcoholic Bex. A little weird tasting, but I have not drank any alcohol since like 2016. I mean, not a sip. And I have oh, a wow. full bar at home. And so since I'm not drinking and I haven't drank in years, I don't see myself ever really drinking again. I've let major holidays, anniversaries, and all kinds of things go by without touching any booze and i just don't want it uh so i have a six pack sitting in my refrigerator now of fake beer or near beer whatever they want to call (laughs) it and uh sure it has a it has a aftertaste i will say this so you take this as an official review it has an aftertaste of like a old v8 if you could imagine a beer that tastes like a v8 that's would be Bex. People do say online that the Heineken tastes like a Heineken. So I'll try that one next. Well,
0: I didn't even know. That's probably new. Uh, Heineken without alcohol. I, I never even knew yeah, they had that. Yeah,
1: it's called 0. 0.0. See, like the oh. Bex, the Bex is a non alcoholic. So it still has 0.05% alcohol. There is trace amount. This is not something you can give to a child. Oh, okay. But this wouldn't register. I mean, I guess you would have to drink 55 of them to register even like 0.1 on, or something like that on a DUI. But you yep. would smell like you had beer. You just would pass an alcohol test.
0: Yeah, I have a friend that never had a drink in his life until he turned 40, and he used to drink that stuff. and That's how I tasted it one time.
1: Oh, yeah, I had I had a buddy like that too. He was our designated driver. He never drank. We took him out for birthdays. He didn't drink. New Year's yeah. didn't drink. Now he's a hardcore drinker. Unfortunately for him, I'm uh-huh. I'm kind of sad that at the later end of his life, or over 40s, he decides that hard booze, brown liquor, is his thing. Oh, I man. mean, you yeah. know, some people are backwards. I got yeah, my the shit won't, out of Still him.
0: won't really drink. He'll take a uh, like two drinks, and that that'll be it.
1: Yeah, I got out, I got all that out of my system young man. I didn't I don't there's no need for me to turn it around now. Yeah. You know? So I, I kinda leave I'm kinda leaving that alone. So yesterday was Valentine's Day. Uh you do anything crazy yesterday?
0: Uh nothing really crazy. Just dinner and picked up a uh ticket to this play that's coming to New York soon. So that's about it.
1: Okay, I kept it kind of I try not simple. to really
0: even do dinner, but I'm not like cause the month, you could on any regular day you could probably spend like eighty dollars on dinner. You go out on Valentine's Day, you talking almost two hundred dollars. I'm like, oh man, this kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, when we were dating, Valentine's was a b- a bit different than it is now. I still have to do the roses thing. Yeah, I still have to do that. I hate it uh, because uh, she likes it i hate it because one it's expensive two there is eventually some shit i'm gonna have to throw in the garbage yeah. uh i i made i made her a card myself it was a shitty card but i guess it's the thought that counts you know? yeah <laughs> but well, i then yeah i went with
0: the um i went with the blank card way and wrote my own stuff in it and she really liked it yeah
1: that. Yeah, that's basically what I did. I went to an online print your own card type thing and I uh, came up with my own cover because I refuse to use... I... Okay, Ned, this is me. I hate cards, okay? Me too. I
0: agree. I hate greeting cards.
1: I hate them because those are not my words. Those are not necessarily my sentiments. So yep. I find them to be bogus. My wife must have a box full of cards that i don't know what it is about chicks they will keep every fucking card you ever gave them from the time you started dating them to the day you die yeah me, value. <laughs> yeah, me i don't have a card you know what my wife had did this thing to me where she gave me the same exact christmas card for like six years running because i never <laughs> opened the cards i don't even read them so she oh, was wow. able to give me the same card every year because I would just put it on the dresser. First of all, I, we're not kids, so I know she ain't slipping a hundred dollars in there. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I I don't even bother. She's like, you know, it's the same fucking card I've given you every year for years, and you don't even notice. I said because I don't even read it. You know, it's it's just not me. But I. Yeah, what if she
0: giving you a special card that she wrote in it and you never opened it?
1: Her vagina is not gonna be in that card. That is, it's not gonna be in that card. I mean, she's not gonna promise me like four sexual acts in a card. So, I I just pass on it. It's a, it's a bullshit card. It's written by some dude who probably never even had a date, but just knows how to throw words together, or some computer that kicks it out like uh, fortune cookies. So, but for the corny people, listen. This is my thing with Valentine. And even she agreed. Valentine's really needs to be moved. It's too fucking close to Christmas. It's really entirely too close to Christmas.
0: Uh, tell me about it. I get I get hammered between Christmas, Valentine's, my daughter's birthday, her birthday, and then Mother's Day. I'm like, I'm, I'm broke until May.
1: Yeah, there has to be a period of time during the year where nothing is going on holiday-wise where they can move Valentine's Day to that and give men a break.
0: Yeah, I'm like, geez, I mean, you're
1: hammered. Now, I just, I do have one pet peeve with Valentine's. For the corny guys. Dudes, up? stop getting engaged on Valentine's. Pick oh, yeah, one of my friends other.
0: just got engaged too.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that, man. You know why it's corny? Because I, I figured out the trick, and I'm not a chick. But there's a trick to this bullshit. I've been married 23 years, going on 24 years. The only uh, anniversary I really need to remember is my wedding anniversary. I couldn't tell you what day I got engaged on. I couldn't tell you what month I got engaged. I could barely tell you the year. The only thing that counts is like I said, the wedding day, right? Guys wanna be slick and remember the anniversary of their engagement, and their marriage, like it's gonna give him extra points with this woman. That's on her, she remembers it, trust me. She wrote it down somewhere. You don't need to remember that date. So guys pick birthdays, they pick Christmas, Thanksgiving. Don't do a holiday. If you really wanna make it special, give her her own day. You know what, the average woman that works at a big company, she can go to work Monday, and have three other chicks at her office who also got engaged yesterday. So it doesn't make it special. Don't pick Valentine's Day. You just cheat yourself. Give her you could have gave it a ring Tuesday, shocked the shit out of her. Or you could have made her wait and sweat it out all the way to Monday. And now all of a sudden she's like, Oh, wow. That you know, you didn't do it Valentine's Day? No, no, no. I just I wanted the day to be special just for you, baby. You know, so. Yeah, that's true, man. I uh, do you use a lot of auto pay?
0: Uh, I'm more. Wait, the two types of auto pay. You mean where they automatically debit from your account, or I have to physically go in and send the money to someone?
1: no no i'm not saying that you have it set up i'm 100 percent for set up accounts i i have all my accounts basically i pay online and i set them up i'm talking auto pay where they just you know okay today's the fifth and we just take your money
0: uh no only one only one bill i do that with
1: okay well if you do that i hope and i think that you're bright bright enough definitely To make sure that you balance and check your bills, because there's a reason I say this. I got a bill this week from Spectrum. I fucking hate Spectrum. So Spectrum sends me a bill for $330 for the triple play. I've been off of Spectrum since January. I moved over to Uverse, right? Now I was just imagine if I had auto pay, they would have took $330 out of my account for Services I don't have. And then I had to figure out when I called them, they asked me for the receipt of the cashier where I returned all my equipment and everything. Come to find out, this woman, instead of canceling me out, bumped all my services up. Ain't that some shit? She She bumped up my internet. She bumped me up to premium cable. She bumped me up to international phone. Because my bill bill usually was 247 I said, why are they sending me a bill for $330? Come to find out, she did a sneak around on me. I hope they fired ass. So what was yeah, the outcome? The, the outcome was they blanked out my bill. Think about it. I've been off of Spectrum since January 9th. There is no reason to have a March bill. At all. I paid my last bill. I don't I don't leave. Just because I stopped with your service don't mean I'm going to screw you. I have a thing called a credit report. I like to keep clean and clear. So I paid my last bill. Yeah. And when I paid my last bill, I should have been, that was it. Doc, you were straight with us. You're good to go. We got our equipment back. But they asked me, and thank God my wife keeps good records, I had the cashier's receipt and it had oh, the cashier's number on it. So yeah, when she seen that. That
0: good.
1: she seen that. she seen that. It was obviously flagged that this young lady had did this to a bunch of people. Because some way or another she's getting some kind of, what do you call that thing? A uh, commission. So oh, instead of wiping me out of the system, she bumped my system. Think about it. I told the lady on the phone. How am I going to have cable, phone, and internet when I have no cable boxes, no router? And she was like, you're right. We showed that you returned everything. Your service should have been closed off since the nine. And actually, we should have never even sent you a bill. Yep. I was like, this is a year. You know what? Do whatever you have to do to that young lady. I don't give a fuck about her. She she tried to rock. Because think about it. If, like I said, if I had auto pay, they would have took that out. And now I had to wait for them to refund my money. And I didn't want to do that.
0: Yeah, that happened to me with T V. They took when I got rid of DirecTV, I got rid of it early, and they took five hundred dollars out of my account. And I was like, What the hell is five hundred dollars for? They didn't even send me a bill. They just took the money. And from when I when I seen that said DirecTV, I called them. they were like, Oh, this is because you viol- you uh, got rid of the contract. No, I didn't get rid of the contract. I told them early termination. Yeah, I was like the building said that they didn't allow a dish, and I sent y'all that proof that they said that they didn't allow a dish and they went back and forth and they ended up taking them to court to get my money back
1: oh wow i hope you got your money back
0: yeah, yeah i obviously got my money back
1: okay good it's
0: just a, i got my money back plus some but it's like just having to go through all that to get
1: back aggravation to
0: get money. yeah it's just a pain in the but that's why i'm certain, certain bills i won't allow auto auto pay to come right out of my checking account
1: no no you know what i don't even do my credit cards i just have them set up where I have them linked to my bank. Yeah. But I put the amount of money in the day that I wanted to go through. But oh, I do it my
0: car loan because you save on interest. So instead of like a three percent interest rate, they gave me a two percent if I had okay, it directly she, debited from my account.
1: I don't have to worry about that because I actually am. I'm one of the fortunate ones. I actually own my car, lock, stock, and barrel.
0: Yeah.
1: I've owned my car now for a year. I bumped up all my payments on my car so that I would have it, you know, I would have full ownership earlier. Yep. This way if I get a trade in, it's a hundred percent to me. I don't have to split trade in with uh my loan company. Yeah. Which definitely. I had I had, you know what, not living in New York, I had great rates. Not living in New York, I have great insurance rates down here.
0: Yeah, insurance I is open. I, are, they, they be robbing you.
1: I don't think I pay uh, damn. Every three months like three hundred bucks? Something damn. like that? I don't even I pay paying,
0: it. I was paying hundred dollars a month and now it went up to one sixty a month.
1: I am like, yo, they need I... to
0: figure this out. They need to like Congress need to figure out this scam with insurance.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad we brought that up because I obviously need to uh, Get in contact. I've been with this insurance company nine years now, eight years. And every year they do raise me, even though I've never had a, even, I've never, we talked about this, I've only been stocked. I've never even received a ticket in over eight years for no kind of moving, uh, standing, or any kind of violation. I have maybe one of the cleanest driving records in uh, North America, like, if though I'm 97 years old. I have nothing. I have never gained a point. I've never had an accident. I've never had a fender bender. Anything.
0: That's why I don't understand them. I had insurance for twenty years. I've been in one accident in my life, which was maybe about five years ago, and my insurance went up. I'm like, at twenty years, one accident, and I didn't hit another car. I hit a, I hit a guardrail. So I'm like, one accident. but it cost three thousand dollars, I think. Three to full five thousand for my car to get fixed, and that was it. And I'm like, damn, my insurance went up from that.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, you need that uh, that dude that sits in the middle of the street. Uh, accident. Oh, the accident forgiveness,
0: up? but they they charge you. Yeah. So people think it's really accident forgiveness, but they charge you more money for when you add that to your plan. So I'm like, you actually paying for it up front.
1: Yeah, yeah. They saying just in case. Here's a. Yeah. It's like. It, it's like uh, insurance policy on your insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like, do you now, get insurance
0: on uh, things that you buy from, like, electronics and stuff?
1: Uh, you know what? No. Yeah, same. Me, you know why I don't do that? Maybe I would do stuff like that if I was really hard-pressed for cash. Uh, one thing that me and my wife have learned to do over the years of being together is we know how to handle finances. I learned how to handle finances pretty young. I thought about this this morning. Do you know I've never borrowed more than $10 in maybe 30 years from somebody? And the only reason that I borrowed even $10 is because I was somewhere drunk and I needed a cab fare. That's it. But I have never... I've never... i thought about this today. I have never asked my brother for money, ever. He could, he probably goes, you know what? He might not like me. He might not like a lot of things about me. But one thing he'll say is, damn, that dude has never asked me for money. And none of my buddies could say, hey, man, could you loan me $500? No, they've never heard me say. Matter of fact, they would probably think that something tragic has happened to me if I asked them for even $20. Because my, me and my wife have a very prideful thing about when it comes to money. Don't act. If I had to ask anybody for a dime, I'd go to her. Because her money's mine's. mine's is hers. You know that story. Yep. Even though there's money of hers that ain't mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, women are always supposed to keep what's called mad money. And that means she's mad at your ass and she needs to get away from you money. That's all Mad Money is. I tell people that money. all the
0: time, though. I tell people, like, I know I got friends who date, like, hustlers and stuff. And I'm like, yo, y'all have no, y'all, don't, y'all rather buy, use money to buy Gucci and all this other stuff. But, y'all, oh, you living with your grandmother, you have no exit plan. You have no money if anything goes wrong. No money saved in the bank account, nothing.
1: Man, they even made a whole movie about it, Net, It's called Mad Money. A movie about women who needed what's called mad money, money to get the fuck out of a situation. And I'm not even talking an abusive situation. This dude was just a loser crook. He wound up getting caught up in some shit and had to go to prison. And she had no way to take care of herself. So she needed to squirrel away money every time that he gave her stuff. She squirreled a part of it away. So that when, you know, the roof or say the ceiling fell in, she could survive because everybody, you know what? I tell you this, if you're listening to me, I don't care where you are. You might be rolling 20 right now and just approaching 30, but 50's coming and it's going to come before you know it. And then one day, 50 is going to be 60 and your good, strong working days are going to be over. People are not going to be looking to give you the opportunity to get that job. So the money that you, your prime money making is, is 30 to 50. And in between that 30 to 50, you've got to put something away because the window closes. Trust me. The last thing I would want to be is 62 years old looking for a job. Nobody's looking to hire. First of all, you're too expensive. They're worried about you being sick. And, and think about it. By then, your salary should be such that people don't want to pay you. When they could pay a fresh 24-year-old, you know what? They could know, make them earn their pay. you coming through oh, the door demanding a certain pay.
0: Yeah, also, because I've been seeing this a lot this year, I'm also not a big fan of people. Unless you have like a city or federal job, I have not a big fan of people staying at one job for long periods of time. And that's because I've been witnessing a lot of people lately getting laid off after 20, 22 years of service. They're not old enough to retire, but they're getting laid off. They're getting crappy severance pay, and now they're stuck having to look for a new job. But it's tough because they've been so loyal to this one company. Things have changed. They didn't grow with the times. So now they're, like, out of date.
1: Yeah, you want to know something, Ned? there's There's several people that you need to be loyal to. The first person is you, and the second people is your direct family. I'm talking about, and that includes only your woman and your children. And after that, your job is way down the list, way down, because as much as we think that they don't go on without us, they continue the next day when you're not there. Just think about when you go on vacation. You think the place falls apart, but it actually survived your ass being on vacation.
0: I know so you know many that had to go on vacations.
1: I uh my last job, I loved them because I made the most money I ever made in my entire life there. Uh, every year, because I was an important part of what was going on, I never had to worry about a bump up. I mean, I've had years there, but they bumped me up ten grand.
0: Oh, so that's
1: cool. Yeah, and not on top of that, I got bonuses every year. So it was a good position, but it was my last job. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to ever do this no more. I'm done with this. When I left there, that was it. I mean, I worked for the federal government. And I'm going to tell you now, the federal government gives you a lot of days off. I mean, a lot. They gave me some shit like 27, six days per year, 27, six days per year, but they didn't pay me. I couldn't wait to leave. I stayed with the federal government for six months, Ned. six, This was a retirement job that people died to get. I couldn't <laughs> wait to leave. I was like, what is this? You motherfuckers paying me like I'm 32 years old again. Yeah, I'm not, not working for this money. And then yeah, because it's still the the federal They
0: know your worth too.
1: Yeah, but you know what? They have, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Guidelines where they pay you. It's not like they're open. Oh yeah, not they like, pay you
0: like towards like a grade or something, right?
1: Yeah, it's not like uh free will businesses where you know what. Like my first year when I left them, I I did something that was really risky. I probably shouldn't have did it, but it worked out in my favor. I went to my boss. I seen how much work was there, and I had just left the federal defense, right? So I go to my boss' office after like a month, and I tell him, "I'm a hot shot right now. Somebody else just offered me a job, and the job they offered me pays ten thousand more than you. But if you gave me eight, I'll stay. You know the motherfuckers gave me the eight
0: <laughs> <laughs> because I
1: had I had to get my salary back up to what I was making. You remember when we were working together?
0: Yeah.
1: When I left there, I was making good money. That's one thing I say about them bastards. It was hell at the end, but they paid me because I switched job titles. I was doing a whole different thing there, so they had to pay me what that job and went for. Yep, I always.
0: Then
1: I left. Them I left. Yeah, I left them. Went to the feds, and my salary dropped. So I said I had to get my salary back up. And I probably wouldn't advise most people to do what I did because that was chancy. I could have been out of a job with no salary. Yep. But I said, you know what? I got to take this chance. And I said, you know what? If the heavens with me and karma's on my side and besides the amount of work that I came into. Oh my God. I mean, I, I started this new job and I was maybe 70 boxes, banker boxes behind in work, 70.
0: Wow, yeah, that how like when I switched to this law firm that never had a yeah, and this
1: before. <laughs> this was, a, this was a, a, a law firm, and these were docket documents, court documents that I had to process, all these court documents, and they basically gave me a month. I finished this shit in three weeks, and I said, you know what, I can do this all the time. But can you pay me what I'm properly owed to do yeah. it? And you they, they, said they, they had a meeting? They said, Your next paycheck will reflect the raise. And that was the end of it. We never spoke again. That's cool. And I don't even know if he looked at me and was like, This kid is so full of shit. But you want to know something? He knocked those 70 banker boxes out. Well,
0: tell me and you after get the work done. Dead, people notice that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's one thing about them is they knew that I... Uh, if I came to work, I used to have these guys who worked for me there. I was lucky enough to have my own staff there. And I used to only have one rule for them. I don't give a fuck what they did. But if you came to work, be willing to work. If you don't want to work, that's what your days off and your sick days are for. Don't show up if you don't want to work.
0: Yeah, that's what my want... current job is. I'm like, yo, we got... Even a supervisor, he was like, yo, if it was up to me, I would change the entire staff. I'm like, these guys, you I'm like, D- I've never seen a bunch of lazy people before in my life. And uh, they've been there for like 20, some have been there for between 20 and 25 years. And I'm like, yo, they just skated by. No one wants to learn anything new. This is why they had to hire me, because no one in there wanted to learn anything new. They were stuck in their ways. There was no, like, oversight. I was like, oh, man, this 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 doesn't make any sense. I've never seen anything like this before.
1: Yeah, if you don't want to, like I said, that's the only rule that I have for working for me. If you do not want to work, please call in because you know what's going to happen? I still have to do what I have to do. Yep. You slacking off, but I still have to do what I have to do. And they make you look bad if your team
0: is slacking off.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? I'm unfortunately I'm one of those weight pullers, so now I'm weight pulling for people who who I supervise, and I'm not gonna do that.
0: Yeah, I stopped doing that. I'm not I'm I'm not breaking myself for somebody else anymore. I was like it did see all these guys. We got one guy that does nothing, nothing, and they told me he had a freeze on his check because they didn't want to get rid of him. But I'm like. When they called him the in for a review, his review was just as long as everybody else's, like a few minutes long. And I'm like, oh, he probably got a good review. I'm not doing his work
1: anymore. Oh, yeah. And then on top of that, I had to do reviews. I had to be in, I sat with the partners in meetings every day. I wasn't like one of those people who didn't. Like some people were fortunate. You know, you work at a law firm and you pass the partner, and that's it. I had to go to each and every partner's office and have a meeting five days a week, every single partner, every single day. So I was, I had to be on point every fucking time I was in that office. And they would notice that things wasn't moving in a certain direction. Hey, Randolph, uh, you taking care of such and such? Oh, yeah, I got it. And then you go to... The people that work, I mean, I, I unfortunately, and I don't want to sound like an asshole, people. But there are people who work for me, I've definitely had to say, it's them or me. And I don't mean like two weeks from now. I'm talking about y'all going in there and telling these people that their last day is coming.
0: That's how it should be.
1: But, but I've been fortunate enough that I've had people that I work for who've allowed me to say, you know what? That's fine. Because if we're going to pick between the two, we're going to pick between a guy who's here 45 fucking minutes early every day and who leaves late every night. Yeah, psych- one of our
0: hardest workers is, like, in her. she got to be in her 70s. And it just pisses me off that they abuse her like that. I'm like, dude, she's doing most of the work. She's, like, in her 70s trying to, like, she had to write down everything because, you know, the computers try to, you know, computers change and programs change. So she had to write down step by step. And I'm like, yo, they just abusing her the way they uh, the other people are letting her do most of the work. Like, this is same. She should, she should know this, but I guess she needs a job if she's still working at 70.
1: You know what it is, man? A lot of people, uh, you got two type of people in the world. Well, you got more than two types. You got givers. And you got takers. And as somebody said, the takers eat better, but the givers sleep better. And uh, it was a pleasure working with you because, one, you're intelligent. Two, you did what you were supposed to do. I didn't have to worry about you. So you're going to have some people like that. And I guess that's why we still have kismet all these years later. Because that was years and years ago. I can't even remember how long ago we worked together. Uh, All I know is you was a baby.
0: That was probably about 2003,
1: 2004. Come on. So we, we're we coming up on approaching 20 years.
0: Yep.
1: That's a long time, man. That's a long time. And we still know each other. And we still Yeah, and I was only there
0: for a year and a half.
1: It was that short a period of time.
0: Yeah, I was going there for a year and a half because um, I then that that brother sister best friend type of law firm is not for me, man.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well, you know what? I stayed to two thousand seven, and you know what? I had to wind up unfortunately taking them to court.
0: Yeah, uh, I can't. I couldn't do that. You can kids running around the office. Um, yeah, I, I wound I, like, I can't. I can't deal with this.
1: Yeah, Washing I, I wanted to take. Pie. The I was court. like, I
0: don't even drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and you know at the time i didn't either yeah and,
0: and, and, I, and they was like oh no you don't have to actually wash it just rinse it out i was like that's disgusting because now people drink it out of <laughs> a dirty coffee pot
1: that's been there forever and the motherfuckers love coffee didn't they?
0: <laughs> loved it yep
1: man uh i that, that that was that was a crazy place but you know what i always been indebted to that knucklehead because i wound up I wind up getting my career from there. Like what I wind up doing for the rest of my work life, I got from there. And it was only because he gave me the opportunity. Yeah, and I agree. I said if I would have stayed, I
0: probably would have learned something different.
1: Without a doubt.
0: I would But only, I had to, when, I couldn't I couldn't deal with that type of dynamic.
1: The job that I wound up doing, the docketing, I would have gave that to you. And yeah. I knew you would have picked it up. And see, the greatest thing about being doing docketing, it's almost a ninety-eight percent, which is weird. It's almost a ninety-eight percent female job for some reason. I'm one of the only males that I've ever met who did it, and that made me a uh, anomaly. And people like to hire me because of that, especially if they wasn't. Did you take it
0: over for Kristen, or did you take it over as helping her?
1: No, I took it completely over from Kristen. I was it. Oh, okay. Oh, when no, there was no,
0: because I remember she had a help at one point. So there was no help after that.
1: No, no, no. They worked then for me.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: First, I was under Kristen. Kristen left. And when Kristen left, I took over. And I did it by myself for a year. But who was to, doing
0: the, I, the other stuff that we, we were doing? They hired somebody uh,
1: else. Calvin.
0: Oh, okay,
1: okay. Calvin, and then they brought in Calvin, I hired Calvin's buddy. But I had major problems with Calvin's buddy because he wore what I considered to be a uniform every day, and I didn't like it. (laughs) I had to actually call him aside and say, are you wearing the same clothes every day? (laughs) He was like, no, I just have a bunch of the same. I guess he had like an OCD he had the same outfit but like 10 times. And I was like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Please change your fucking clothes. I want to see a different shirt. I want to see a different color pants, shoes, something. Just to prove to me that you're not wearing the same because somebody needs to let me know if, if I'm actually got an employee working for me who's going to a homeless shelter every night. Oh, yeah. Because I, I need personally I need to know that. I mean, it's not that I'm gonna hold it against you, but can you be honest with me, dude? So that that, that was insane. I actually even talked to Cliff about that. I was like, you know what? I don't want this shit to be reflection. I hired him because of Calvin. I was the easy I'm the easiest fucking guy to get a job. When they when <laughs> they give me an opportunity to hire Basically, the first day I met—I think the first day I met you—I was like, I—I—I I, I want you hired.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel like that's how it should work. I mean, I don't understand people sometimes, like especially if you get like if you know somebody already on the job and they give you a glowing review that's not in your department. It's it hey, it makes my job easier. I ain't got to interview this person.
1: I was in my interview on my
0: current job, but then I got it back to my job. It took me an hour to get back to my job. I was typing up a thank you note. As I was typing it, they called me and told me I got the job. I was like, yo, that's easy. Why do you have to wait four or five months?
1: You are right, Ned. And on top of it, people who don't or never have interviewed interviewed people, it's stressful interviewing person after person. Some of those people sitting there and you could tell within a minute you don't want them there. They have nothing to say or they just basically with this day and age, whatever they felt that they read online that they should say, you hear that shit back verbatim. When yep. after you interview six, how do you get your job done when you're interviewing seven people a day? You just can't. If the first person comes in and knocks your sock off, you want to throw the other uh, fucking uh, resumes in the garbage.
0: Yeah, just go with them. Take the chance, like now, because now you're like, oh, this person did a good job. However, we have Sally coming in that 2 o'clock. Now, how do you compare Sally
1: against the person you really liked? Exactly. And and then me, I I, I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck what your schooling is. I don't give a damn what your resume really says. It's how I I can already feel if we're going to groove. Because after you, there was white chicks. There was black chicks. There were black men. And there were white men. That fucking other job was a rollover. One girl got so mad at Cliff, she left her purse, her phone, (laughs) everything. She went to lunch and never came back. I wish I was lying, because she stuck me, too. I had a shitload of work, plus monthly reports and bills. Back then, I used to have to do all my own billing. I had nobody to pass my billing over to. And billing law firms is a pain in the ass, man. I hate that shit. And if you ever go up, online, got,
0: read their reviews. Oh man, it's, it's some hilarious stuff. Most of them <laughs> is from around our time, but it's some hilarious stuff.
1: Oh, uh, you know what? You gave me a, you gave me something I'm definitely gonna do. So this chick says, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna go downstairs and smoke a cigarette," but I seen a tear come down her eye, and we never seen her again. Left, I mean. Who? What woman leaves her purse and her phone? Yeah,
0: she's like, like, forget this.
1: But the thing, the fucked up thing was, she was was a chick who mother and father were both doctors.
0: Oh wow! So she didn't even she she had something. She to fall never back
1: needed on. a job. Yeah. She says she's only working because they want her to get out of the house more. Yeah. And she lived. She showed a picture. She lived like in Tom Rivers, New Jersey, in a fucking mansion. mansion.
0: She, yeah, she's like, I am going like, talk to me crazy. I'm out of here.
1: And you, and, and you know they talk crazy. Well, yeah. hey, I, I know how it was. They, it, now, it, I was. It, I used it, to it see was, it, and I'm
0: like, I used to tell people, I was like, I would never in my life could have a job where someone yells at me. That's just not happening. I'm not I'm not sitting in the place. I was like, my mother don't yell at me. So imagine, I'm not sitting here and having someone Yell at me as if I need this place. Screw you. I'll go find another job.
1: It was a loony bin, man. I was glad to get the fuck out of there. I'll tell you that. I, I was definitely there 9-11. Definitely I was there 9-11. i never forget oh, sorry, that. Oh, yeah, day I day think I left. Oh, no, no, no. I started there after 9-11. Wait. Yeah, 9-11 was in
0: 2001, so I started after 9-11. I was, was there for the blackout.
1: I was, yeah, I was there 9-11. Uh, I was the one who came into the office. And told everybody, we need to get the fuck out of here. Because they were like, let's ride it out. And I was like, there is no riding out. Especially after we heard what happened in the Pentagon. I said, it's time to go. I don't give I a fuck out. what the you. partners say. And they agree with me. I think we yep. should leave. Okay, let's go. Especially when our phones stopped working. That was the end of it. Yep. When we had no cell phone service. Now people go into panic mode. We become like cavemen again.
0: <laughs> Remember, I had a like, job where it smelled like gas, and when I say when it smelled like gas, it smelled like the gas was you. Every time you breathe, you were sucking the gas. So we all left. Some people stayed behind. the 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 office admin stayed. The office manager stayed behind because she was like, "Oh, the building said they're investigating it." I was like, "Man, I'm leaving." During nine eleven, the second building said they was investigating. That's why all the people died in that building.
1: Yeah. I, you know what? I wouldn't have been up in that building um at all. I would have been trying to get the fuck out of there and out of the uh, area as soon as possible.
0: Definitely. You can't rely on other people to investigate. You have to take your own safety. You have to be concerned with your own safety. This is why I tell people, don't look for me to be a fire warden. I'm not going in bathrooms <laughs> checking for people. When, when them lights blink, I'm out. Follow,
1: follow uh, you me. know. Uh, my job title required me at my last job to be a fire warden, and I told them I fought like hell. I do not want this. I do not want this. I I appreciate it. Oh no, but because you have a department, you must. I was like, where do y'all have that in your motherfuckers? <laughs> a stickler for rules. Show me that in the employee manual. Or rewrite the employee manual, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to play lawyer on this one. Yeah. I'm defending myself. Nowhere in that manual doesn't say it, so I'm not doing it.
0: I don't like to be racist, but I tell, a well, stereotypical, I tell a lady behind me who's, who's, who's white, i was like, listen, anything happens, because we work right across the street from the World Trade Center, So anything happens, follow the black people. Do not sit here and wait, just follow the black people.
1: Yeah, we will find our way out. That's what we do. Hey, man, I got one for you. I don't know if you've seen it. Netflix. Who Killed Malcolm X? It's a six-hour documentary.
0: That was good.
1: I I finished it last night. Um, If nobody has seen it, I advise you to see it. Uh, You're going to sit there and you're going to say, one, the Nation of Islam fucked up, the NYPD fucked up, and the feds fucked up. With this one, this was uh, this was eye opening. It was yep. uh, it it was really good. It was eye opening. I learned a lot that I did not know.
0: Yeah, the Fed egg, egg, uh, Hoover was a was a motherfucker.
1: Yeah, but you want to know something? Elijah Muhammad handled his most prized possession in a bad manner. This oh, yeah, dude definitely. was there. He was there for them, and they wasn't there for him when he made a slip up. He overshot his mouth. He should have been quiet when he... But he didn't know how to be quiet anymore. They told him to speak, so he spoke. Now, I will say, there's another documentary on Netflix, and I was damn upset with it. It's called Black Hollywood. They Gotta Have Us?
0: Oh, yeah, I watched that, yeah.
1: I watched the first episode and stopped because to go from almost glossing over the beginning of Black Hollywood to we're now we're in Wakanda. I was like, whatever happened to the 70s and all the Black Exploration films? Oh,
0: no, they get, they it, get to that. It's a, they get to that. I think they just want yeah, to they I, get to that episode two, I think.
1: Yeah, but it looked like it was a small... I kind of fast-forwarded through it, and yeah. it looked like it was a small clip. I mean... But so they went through that, and
0: then they, they did kind of skip a little, because they went... I think they got the Black exploitation. After episode two, because I remember Hollywood Shuffle. Oh, no, it was only three episodes. So,
1: the yeah.
0: Black Exploration was in the episode with Hollywood Shuffle, which I think is episode two.
1: Yes, it was, because Robert Robert Townsend, uh, Robert, is it Townsend?
0: Yeah, Townsend.
1: Yeah, he told a good story about how he created the film and how that developed. There were parts of it I really liked.
0: I never but, saw that
1: movie. I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, yes, it's a good movie. Now, what pissed me off was there was this black, light-skinned guy with, like, a ponytail of braids and a beard, and he said something that really made me angry. He said that Spike Lee introduced black America to Malcolm X when he made the movie Malcolm X. I was like, are you fucking crazy? So in other words, we never heard of Malcolm X? Nobody read Alex Haley's book? Do you know the average guy that I know my age, especially any dudes that I know that have been to prison or jail, they've read that book three, four times. So, that was a
0: good book, but unfortunately, I didn't find that out as an adult growing yeah, up in the New York City public school system.
1: Oh, so you found it on your own? Uh,
0: yeah, I think I saw the movie first. I, I think I read Malcolm X's book at least maybe maybe 15 years ago for the first time. So you're talking 20s.
1: Okay. Then so maybe I shouldn't be as mad at him as I am, because to your generation, he might have introduced y'all to him. But to my generation, that was a book that was passed from one person to the next person to the next person. The The autobiography of Malcolm X and those Iceberg Slim books, everybody read them. That's what motherfuckers actually used to read. There was a thing before, you know, there was a life, a whole life before the internet. Where people used to do things they don't don't exist anymore. Like you know, we had uh, dial phones. Yeah. (laughs) We had eight track tapes. We actually used to play games like tag and Coco Levio and Skelly.
0: We used to do love.
1: We used to do crazy shit like uh, booties up. Yep. Guys used to go to the park and play twenty one. In Manhattan, y'all called it 21. In Brooklyn, yeah, y'all called, called it the Utah. Utah. Right? <laughs>
0: That's right. I remember when I went to Bertram? because most of the people in Bertram was from Brooklyn. They were like, yo, let's go play Utah. I'm like, what the fuck is
1: Utah? <laughs> it's 21. <laughs> you know, I mean, we used to, I remember me and my brother used to take a shovel and shovel the snow off a basketball court to play b-ball in, say, like, February. So oh, wow. there was a whole life before, you know. Hey, I'm still into that uh Lincoln Raleigh. Matter of fact, I got last night's episode. I'm gonna watch that today. Yeah, I'm I like last night. Lincoln Rhymes. Lincoln Rhymes, very good.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed that Listen. show. Hopefully shows that they start on Fridays is always uh oh, hope they stick around for the next season because Fridays is a tough for ratings wise. People not home.
1: That's Even true. When That's why a lot of back list
0: the Fridays. I was like, oh, I don't know how long this gonna last.
1: Yeah, but with everybody with T uh, D V R, it kinda helps them. Now Criminal yeah. Minds was good this week. SVU was good this week. And I'm gonna tell you now, man, if you haven't seen it, I got one for you. If you have not seen Curb, don't watch last week. Watch two weeks ago. Two weeks, all right. If you know the episode number or uh I would say
0: if not, I can figure it out.
1: It comes on Sundays. Come on Sunday. Just go to Wikipedia and go back right. two weeks. Not last Sunday, which would be the seventh. Let's go back to what is the the first, February first, or right after whatever one is right after the Super Bowl. All right, y'all
0: check it
1: out. That's the Chip Tooth episode. If that shit does not make you like literally laugh out loud. Then don't watch the series. The only problem with
0: why I haven't watched it yet, I don't want to get hooked on another show. (laughs) Another show that I have to
1: binge watch. Oh, well, this is 10 years, so this is a lot of (laughs) binge. But I'm just giving you that one. If you're sitting around, you you want something to watch, like in between time. So that, that basically was my television watching for the week. I... I Did didn't, you check out, the, I, you didn't
0: check out For Life, the fifty Dude show? You know
1: what? I still got For Life sitting there. I still have Tommy. I have two episodes of Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Okay. Uh,
0: Tommy, first episode was okay. The second episode, I think, might be one thing that annoys you, but we'll discuss after you watch it.
1: Okay. So, I got Tommy. I got uh, I got uh, Listen, the, the character in For Life I read up. I did my research on the man. It's a fascinating story, so I have to try to support it. But we can't get out of here without talking about power ending last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Power ended. A lot of people was right. I was wrong. It was Tariq. Uh, I'm tired of sacks. Sacks is like he's like a character on Batman or Gotham. Yeah, how many times did he get
0: fired and rehired?
1: And then you know what I really don't like about him, Ned? This is a man who's been fired. And the first thing out of his mouth is, You're gonna get fired. He loves yeah. telling other people they're gonna get fired. <laughs> Wouldn't he have some empathy about being fired? And then the bald headed guy, and then the Asian pops back up. Oh yeah. I thought um... I, I thought this was the weakest of the five episodes. I really Yeah, it
0: wasn't really uh I think they was trying to set up the, the new power that's coming
1: out. You know what? I'm going to tell you now. This is as honest as I could be. I don't give a fuck about power to kids. I really don't care about power. Those three kids look corny. Well,
0: it it's like only Riverdale. Tariq is in it. You, you seen
1: the cast? No, no. I'm talking about, didn't you see the pre-power that they showed at the end? when they're For like? The one with Mary J. And Blige, the man? Ah uh, no 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 that that might be the one with Tariq because Method Man's gonna be playing the lawyer.
0: Oh yeah, that's the one with Tariq. So you talk, yeah, I think you talk about the one with raising Canaan when Canaan yes. growing
1: up. That that it looked like the art. It looked like Riverdale, like from the Archies. Oh. <laughs> and they showed these three these three kids. First of all, Tommy looks like a Puerto Rican. He got <laughs> he's got these long uh, braids like uh, Kawhi Leonard. I don't see Tommy with these long braids like Kawhi Leonard. I think Tommy was always still a white boy. Then the little Spanish girl is too cute to have grown up to be Angela. And then the boy that's playing Ghost is like 15 shades lighter than Ghost. I was like, damn. Maybe I it's need not but... see that one. I think
0: about
1: the preview about for
0: the next one.
1: Yeah, they showed it right after, the, but they were doing the clips. I gotta look up the preview for what's what's this? Up? What is this next one called? Power Two.
0: Yeah, Power Book Two.
1: And I don't know if I want to stick with a series that revolves around. Um, I guess it's Tasha, Tariq. Tasha maybe Tariq. Sachs will still be in it, and Tate yeah, might Mary be. Mary
0: and Method man. Well, no, Lorenzo Tate. I think he's gonna be in the fourth version. I think he's going to have his own spinoff.
1: Oh, yeah. Power of the, uh, Power of the Senate. Oh, yeah, something uh, like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I what think his th-
0: might th- be the most interesting because his character was complex. It was like he still and- was street and he was a cop, but now he was trying to try this new life and he was trying to merge all three lives into one.
1: And his brother ain't really with his bullshit. That's yeah. the one thing we did find out. His brother's not about his criminal bullshit, yep. but then again, he might be, you know, when things get swell, he might sides over. So what did you think Damn. about, um, well, I'll say this real quick, cause this is kind of bullshit. So we got Jesse Smollett. He's reindicted Chicago and their feelings. R. Kelly got brand new charges against him yesterday. But my thing is that, okay, Avenatti also got sentenced to 42 years. And he's facing Wait, another...
0: He th- got found guilty. I don't think he got sentenced yet.
1: Oh, no, no. He Right, he's facing 42 years. But then he has another trial in California where he's facing 335 years.
0: Yeah, he's dumb. I don't know what the hell. he. I think he got addicted to fame and was by any means necessary.
1: True, that's true. Then we had... Trump this week looking super orange and claiming that we don't know what we're talking about. I mean, okay, we know that that one picture where they took the orange and made it blackface wasn't true, but the fucking orange was true. Then he said that the coronavirus is going to burn away in April because of the heat.
0: Yeah, fucking idiot.
1: Hey, did you see this fucking guy do this? this, this? Yesterday he did one of his press conferences with these angelic, uh, Christian angelic people laying hands on him, but instead of the seal of the United States, it had Trump Hotel seal on it. I oh mean, this, this dude is just blatantly putting shit in our face. He doesn't care. Then he got his boy bit. out of jail. Oh, yeah. Roger Stone, they might as well have sent in Roger Stone to time serve all day because he's going to just pardon him. No, I was a, like, for sure. these
0: guys are idiots. I was like, this is right after, all this happened right after his impeachment trial. Who people thought, oh, he's going to be on his best behavior now.
1: Fucking Oh, no. And right. then you brought this up last week. He's now sent special forces into all the sanctuary states.
0: Yeah. Yep. I yeah, mean, he sent cool. special.
1: i go talk to him. I'm like, what the fuck? yeah well he, he's he what he needs to do is concentrate on the lawlessness unfortunately that new york city is going through right now you know you you had a motherfucker last week run up in a police station and shoot people i mean
0: yo that was that was
1: uh nobody was would tough. do that
0: but i was like yo did all right now the guy gave no one talks about this part after he ran into the precinct if you watch the whole video he slid his gun when he ran out of bullets, got on the floor, and put his hands down. When no cops jumped on him, they whipped his ass. They beat well, that know, guy like... <laughs> I was like, well, he's he, not, he not even resisting, and they beating him. Nobody says anything about that.
1: He showed up in court, and I got a picture I posted on him in the hospital bed. The eye was like five eyes. Yeah. But you know what? The ass-kicking hasn't really begun.
0: No, I the know, but I'm just kicked- saying... People don't. People always say, "Well, if you don't resist, they would just they would just lock you up." The guy wasn't resisting. That officer jumped on him and he started pummeling him as if as if he as if they was in a street fight. But it was only one side because the guy had five people sitting on top of him.
1: Yeah, I would like to really know what the fuck was on his mind to uh, to run up. First of all. This is the same dude who like a night or so before bucked off at a police car. Yep. Which is kind of rare. That doesn't happen often. But they said that they had warnings about this shit for days. And then that crazy uh, police commissioner actually telling cops not to run around wearing your uniform. I mean, that's insane. She basically told our police force, act like cowards. Don't even put on anything police-wise until you get into a station. i never heard of such things. You know, that job comes with a certain degree of um, terror and fear. But you know what? I'm going to be deadly honest with people. New York City Police Department, and I don't want to really get into too much of that today because we'll talk about, I want to say Bloomberg and his nonsense about doubling down on that stop and frisk.
0: Oh, we can go there if you want.
1: Bloomberg doubling down on stop and frisk is insanity. I think he basically told black people don't even fuck around with me because if you were from New York, uh, okay, he inherited that from Judy but he ramped it up, man. Yeah, he ramped it up. He ramped that shit up, and he was proud of it, and the fact that he's still basically saying that he's proud of it don't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, he's a, that guy's an idiot. But I also said, if you think about it, first, anybody listening, I would like to go on YouTube and listen, go to Trevor Noah's Daily Show, In Between Takes. This guy explains it to the T. I was like, I never heard it, anyone explain it like this before. But what I'm saying is, if you think about it, why black people, brown people, don't respect the cops. It has a lot to do with stopping frisk.
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm... So
0: happening now with people shooting at cops and stuff like that, it goes back to you just walking in your own neighborhood, you get thrown up against the wall, constantly searched, maybe one day a week, maybe 50 times in one week.
1: Nat, that's what I was getting at with the comment that uh, he had made. This was uh, this Robert Williams who did the shooting in the Bronx? Yes. Yeah. These were seeds or, say, eggs that were planted years ago. And these eggs have been dormant, and now they're wide the fuck away. I mean, what what y'all experienced last year in New York, you would have never had kids throw water buckets on cops. Not in my day.
0: Nope.
1: It wouldn't happen. Nope. But, but for him to say, you know what, I really don't have a problem... And I I want anybody who does not know, did not live through that time or happens to not be black or brown who can hear me. I'm going to tell you now, you didn't need a do rag. You didn't need your pants sagging. You did not need anything that you considered to be a street look to be a part of this stop and frisk. If you had on a tie and a bag, they didn't give a fuck if you was Wall Street. Or East New York. You could have been South Bronx or, or fucking Yonkers. It didn't make a difference, man. It was out of control.
0: Yep. Dude, and all we, they'll say, you fit the description of something that just happened. I'm like, man, really, Do I have those shoes, uh, slacks, and a button down shirt.
1: Yeah. This shit was happening to us so often, Net. So often that we were basically residents of my local precinct where one dude every day out of our crew was being picked up and detained. And I'm talking for nothing. Yep. So, But you heard what he said. He
0: said a crime could happen. You basically could print out that uh, description of the guy and just pass it along to every precinct. So basically saying we all look alike. It doesn't matter yeah. what we all look alike.
1: And the only reason we would go up to the precinct is, Because we didn't want that person being harmed. Yep. Because these motherfuckers had loose hands. They had no problem slapping you or punching you. So now five or six of us are sitting up there waiting for this this dude to be released. And then we're going to like wash and repeat. Do the shit again. We're going to do it again Wednesday. And we're like, after a while, don't y'all know us? And then, unfortunately, and I wish Bones was here. Because he probably knows this young lady. We had this one cop. She was always ten, thirteen, 13 in us or some shit like that. Officer in distress.
0: Oh, and they man. would
1: roll up five, six cars, jump out with their guns. And nobody ever did anything to her. And she eventually pissed off a neighborhood thug, And this fucking dude retired her. He retired her. Oh, wow. He got tired of it. He broke her fucking jaw. He just couldn't take it anymore because think about it, He's a street thug to begin with. The streets is his office. She's fucking with his money. And he said, do it one more time. And the next day she calls the cops again, even though she's the police. Because she was like, I don't know why they had this young black girl in the neighborhood. And it's like, if you spit on the ground, I need to write you a summons for
0: spitting. Yeah, sometimes when you get the black cops like that, you be like, yo, really? What hurt you as a child? Did the black guy hurt you?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is payback. I got payback for all of y'all. Now, I will say this, Net. Please, don't get involved with the broom challenge. Leave that shit alone.
0: Oh,
1: I'm good. People follow and,
0: anything on the
1: internet. Oh, that's good enough. And I would like to publicly thank you. He hooked me up with these taybacks. I have not lit one up yet because it is freezing fucking cold here today. We're talking in the 20s. I am not going out on my deck to smoke no cigar. Yeah, we have
0: the, we have the same issue here.
1: And uh, uh, I brought this Blair and Oak uh, canister uh, humidor. And I moved a bunch of them in there. I just got to get some more of these Boveda. 72s. Uh Some people say 69s are all right too, but yeah, some people say sixty nine. Like... Um, I, I
0: just I just said seventy two because that's all I had in my house. But uh, I, I see a lot of things people uh, uh, say sixty four. I made a mistake the other day and bought eighty four, so I was like, I don't know how these gonna work, but
1: eighty four is up there. That eighty four yeah. should be more for what they call medicines or like, you know, like dry fruits. Like people have like husk corn and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I, I learned a valuable lesson. Ned's a really good guy, people. I really think that when I asked him about these cigars, I was going to get four to five cigars mailed to me. I go pick. The cigars come in, I guess, Wednesday night. I pick them up from my clubhouse. No, they come in Thursday. I pick them up from my clubhouse yesterday morning, Friday morning. And so I go to the clubhouse. And the lady hands me a box. I'm like, what the fuck is a box doing here? And then I feel a box. So I'm thinking that this box is gonna be like like nothing but air. I'm like, this is a five pound fucking box. <laughs> I go home, I open this box, and it's just cigar after cigar. I was like, oh, I can open my own fucking store. So I thank you, Ned, man. You shocked me. I can't wait uh, to taste them. These... These people get nothing but high reviews online. People seem to really like them. I know that I will enjoy them. I'm not even going to buy what I normally buy. I'm going to go through these first. And I'm yeah, going to to be really time.
0: good. Um I never had them before until late uh sometime last year and I was like and my friend asked me, "You like infused or regular?" And I'm like I'm a novice, so I'm like I don't know. Just to me both i guess i'll figure it out and i i really dug the infused ones
1: well you know what the only thing i will say i am I'm, I'm figuring you know this by now do not mix your infuse with your regulars don't store them together because the infuse will affect the flavor of the uh, uh regular you just me
0: something new. i need to separate my pack now
1: they must be separated because when you like those other ones you might start getting Think about it. Those other ones are infused with coffee or cocoa or cherry or anything like that. Yeah. They're going to have a bitter, bitter taste because they pick up the, the infused cigar. All right, so i got
0: to separate them. out. The infused
1: could all be together. They could all sit together, no problem, in the same humidor. They just right. need to be split from the uh, regular tobacco. Oh,
0: thanks. I have two humidors, so I'll just put one in. I'll separate them like that.
1: Yeah, I got that, like I said, I got that and oak, and that sucker is filled to the rim now. I just, uh, I have a cigar store open, like, right on the corner, like, of uh, where my road meets the uh, highway. And I'm going to go over there next week, and I'm going to give me a couple of more packs of those 72s, so I just have them, because I threw all the ones that you sent in the garbage. I think once they dry out, they're gone. Yeah, once
0: they dry out, they're not good anymore
1: okay but uh i, got, I just
0: stuck them in, but, in there for the commute
1: yeah well that that was beautiful and i looked at them this morning and i said okay you get the hell out of here and uh i'm gonna go to my new favorite uh god i don't know how the hell these people became my lord master but amazon <laughs> runs my life i'm not even gonna lie to you people it seems like i don't get shit, do shit, nothing without amazon <laughs> I hall. mean,
0: where else can you go without having to go pick up on yourself? Where you get delivered the next day or the day after? That's, a, and, that's on
1: yeah. and on Sunday, and on Sunday,
0: that's sweet. It's like I, I just got a new electric scooter, right? So I needed a, I needed like a something on the back to to put on my jacket so cars could see me. Ordered it yesterday. It's gonna get here today at two by two o'clock.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at their prices. I I like them.
0: I like them a lot. Just making Jeff Bezos richer.
1: And I like the fact that if you spend X amount of money, which means you always get something for free to knock off the price of the shipping. See, because I'm not prime. Because I keep removing my card. Every time I remove my card, I drop from prime. Okay. Now, if I put a credit card and leave it there, I stay prime. Because not only that, they said they'll give me 33 days of... uh, Prime, um...
0: yeah, you get Prime Video. That's the only reason why I'm Prime because of the free shipping and it gives us Amazon videos and books and stuff like that. So I was like, whatever, it's worth. I I, I, we order way more than a hundred dollars worth of stuff a year, so we'll pay more in shipping. So I was like, let's just keep the Prime account open. And then you could give it to four other family members. So it's not like it's really, really wasting it. I share it with like my mother.
1: You know what? I just learned something, too. And before we're going to get out of here, let's just talk this last person up and then we'll say goodbye. What did you think about Snoop in this whole situation with Gail Kim and the apology?
0: Um, if I was Snoop, I would have just held to my guns and not not apologize because I thought the interview was out of hand. I mean, he could have just said, oh, right, I'm sorry for that one comment where it said, keep it up. We'll come get you or something like that or. Would be looking something like that. I mean, calling her a funky dog doghead bitch was—I thought that was kind of funny. But you—you <laughs> you can't react. You—you you can't tell other people how to react to a situation. If you never would have said what you said, then it wouldn't—it wouldn't have turned out that way. But you can't tell people how to react.
1: You know he what?
0: i South Central LA. I mean, yeah, wherever she's from, it's Long Beach,
1: California, ways. Yeah, LBC. I have no problem. I have no problem at all with Snoop's original reaction, other than the same thing that you did. Do not publicly on the wire be stupid enough to be a dude of his age to ever make any kind of terroristic threats against a senior citizen, especially a female. See, that's where he messed up. That's where that. That's where that magic Don Juan pimp shit got into his brain. And yeah. all bitches are <clears throat> bitches. No. If you want to rank her out, Gail's a big girl. She can handle that. Uh, that bullshit about her and Oprah and security, that was nonsense to begin with. That yeah, was that a reflection. You can't get now, to Oprah Gail. spun that
0: story. Oh, Gail has to have security. Oprah spun
1: that. Yeah. Now, he had every right to feel the way he did. I thought that Gail was out of... Pocket. I said it last time. I say it again. She's out of pocket. She got enough juice at CBS to tell them to go fuck themselves on any issue she wants. And she didn't I have to ask the does.
0: question. It's not CBS. She didn't have. I don't think it was the initial question. I think it was the follow up. But she said, "Oh, of course she wouldn't have known. You it was his friend." So yeah. Why the fuck you asking me then?
1: And she's not Miss Bryant, so leave her alone. But yeah. Snoop, don't. When you got the background that you have and you ran around with a pimp, when you say, like, lay hands on women, you make it believable. And I also don't buy this bullshit. I was raised better. You don't have to say stuff like that. My mother raised me better. I'm sure your mother raised you better than to hang around with a pimp. Yeah,
0: I think it's, I think after the heat, I think people got in and was like, yo, you just, just apologize. But I just yeah. felt like... She didn't apologize for her line of questioning, so uh, he shouldn't have had to apologize, but it, it, it always ends up like that.
1: You know what, Nat? This is basically the last thing I'm going to say. We live in a day and age where people apologize too much. Either say what you mean and mean what you say or hush. That's and I felt like he cute because he
0: sticks that's by it. what the hell he says.
1: you know what? One thing I did like about X, I did not, in that whole six-hour documentary, hear him, even when he changed his life, ever say he was sorry about anything he said because he thought about it. We have a process you know, your computer got a processor, your phone got a processor, your tablet has a processor. One of the greatest processors ever created is the human brain. You can run shit through your brain before it comes out of your mouth. before Definitely before you type it. Yep. You can't be that caught up in your feelings that you got to keep saying sorry for shit you say. And if you mean it, die with it, you know? Ned, I want you to have a great day, man. I appreciate you calling in.
0: All right, no doubt. Thanks for
1: having me. Hey, now, anytime, always. And people, I appreciate you listening to this. This is Strange Talk with Doc. You know how to reach me. Just Google, search me on YouTube, whatever, Strange Talk with Doc. And that's that. I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. Peace to you and peace to yours. Ned, be easy, brother.
0: All right, have a good one, bro.
1: You too.